Jimmy is just plain scared. If I had it to do over, I'd sure do it different. The Outline World Dispatch. It's Monday, August 7th, 2017. I'm John Lago Marcino. Today on The Dispatch, Adrian Jeffries interviews the email prankster who convinced White House staff members that he was also a White House staff member. More of a party trick than some sort of black hat type stuff. Here's The Dispatch. The future. Last Tuesday, CNN reported that an anonymous mischief maker had tricked multiple White House officials into responding to prank emails. A self-described email prankster in the UK fooled a number of senior White House officials into thinking that he was other White House officials, including an episode where the prankster convinced the White House official tasked with cybersecurity, Homeland Security Advisor Tom Bossert, that he was Jared Kushner and he received Bossert's private email address unsolicited. A Twitter prankster pretending to be Priebus emailed Anthony Scaramucci, Scaramucci who at the time was still the White House communications director. Anthony Scaramucci also fell for the scam. In fact, the only person who finally caught on was Eric Trump. The email prankster, as he's branded himself, has been in the business of duping high-profile targets since May. He started pranking bank executives, including Barclays CEO Jess Staley, Goldman Sachs CEO Lloyd Blankfein, and Citigroup CEO Michael Corbett, convincing them that they were emailing their peers. In a phone call with Adrian Jeffries, the email prankster called what he does a party trick. I've seen it in a few places, Hacker. You know, I've never done anything um, technically advanced in my life. I can barely operate our TV remote. More of a party trick than sort of black hat type stuff. The prankster registered email addresses in the names of senior advisor Jared Kushner, ambassador to Russia designate John Huntsman, former chief of staff Reince Priebus, Donald Trump Jr., and Eric Trump, and had them email various White House staff. Writing as Jared Kushner late last month, he invited Homeland Security advisor Tom Bossert to a party. He wrote, quote, Tom, we are arranging a bit of a soiree towards the end of August. It would be great if you could make it. Bossert wrote back, quote, Thanks, Jared. With a promise like that, I can't refuse. Also, if you ever need it, my personal email is... And then he provided his real personal email. Now, it's unclear if the prankster has done anything illegal. He did no spoofing or hacking, and lawyers we spoke to both in the U.S. and U.K. said it would be difficult to make a criminal case against him. Eugene Volokh, a law professor at UCLA, told us that even if he did commit a crime, like impersonating and acting as a government employee, prosecution might be unlikely. So I think that there is more, at least potential, criminal liability here. But again, practically speaking, may not be terribly likely, especially since the guy is overseas, and especially since at least some of the people who are embar- most embarrassed by this might not want to make a big deal of it. Now, the prankster wants to start a magazine about his exploits. He's launched a Patreon campaign, promising his patrons a newsletter and magazine filled with new pranks, cartoons, security tips, and more. He spoke to Adrian about his motives and techniques. Hello. Hello. Um, so, uh, who are you? Who am I? Um, it's a very direct question, isn't it? Um, well, it's going to be constrained by how much I can say, really. Um, the... Yeah, by day. I, uh, well, design websites, basically. You seem to have a talent for prank emails. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it, I hadn't, it kind of snuck up on me. It's all been a very sort of gradual progression. Um, I can't remember the first one I ever did. It was probably at work. Um, we were, at the time, the company was using Gmail. And it showed the name in full, but it didn't show the email address unless you click the little arrow and then it um, gave you more details. Mm-hmm. Um, so I set up an email address being uh, the CEO of the company that we work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and sent him quite a, it was a fairly long and uh, descriptive email about how he'd been selected to go to Israel. Um, and he fell for it hook, line, and sinker to uh, the extent that I turned around in the chair expecting just to see him laughing. And he was actually walking across the gantry of my work to go and speak to the CEO to thank him uh, oh, yeah. for selecting him. So all of a sudden my, my heart just sank. But l- luckily I managed to kind of Pass it off as, yeah, it was just like an initiation prank. But yeah, things like that, that's where I kind of cut my teeth. And then there was various times where, I don't know, but I guess if I was powerless or let's say my partner was powerless with the situations at work and things like that, and I'd always seek out to get the, the email address of the person highest up the chain that we could deal with and send them, not an emotional um correspondence but one that really cuts to the nitty-gritty of it and hopefully appeals to the sort of um humanity and nature um and quite a lot of the time we got quite quite good responses from it it seems like with these emails the subject line is really important yeah definitely um i think on occasion i mean i've obviously had a few that haven't worked for me i've got no reply so i can't tell how they were taken in um, but yeah, keeping it short and sweet seems to be the best way. Uh, it seems the, the higher up and the more you get paid. And a little bit weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got things going in my favour, which is they've seen the name of a the person they know. Um, the minute I decide on which character I'm going to be and who I'm going to send an email to, I'll stick them both into Google, hit, hit uh, news as a filter, and see if there's any news stories in the last few days or the last week. And it gives a bit of common ground. A bit like um, Jared Kushner and um, mm-hmm. Tom, how they've both been to Iraq. That seemed to be quite a good... Um, I, I try and get it to go weird pretty fast. Just because it's more fun then. I don't think I'd do it unless I found some amusement. I think they're, they've found widespread amusement especially this most recent round where you got Anthony Scaramucci pretty clearly convinced that you were John Huntsman, Jared Kushner, Reince Priebus. It wasn't even hard to find their email addresses. Um, I think they must use the convention of uh, um, the White House offices naming because it's traditional all you've got to do is know what somebody's name is and you can contact them so it just seems crazy utterly crazy you tweeted after you pranked jez staley that you were facing the second album problem of having to follow up on a big success how do you feel looking back on that yeah i remember writing that at the time and thinking uh you know i've kind of done something there and it felt like i'd achieved something i'd, I'd made a a point that I felt I needed to make and, uh, you know, I hadn't, nobody got hurt. It was, you know, there was a bit of egg on someone's face. But then I thought, 
I did kind of enjoy it, so maybe I'll try another one. Did you try to imitate the way they talk? Like, I was wondering, did you think that Jared Kushner is the type of guy who would say the word soiree? Not really, no. By that stage, I was probably getting a bit cocky, so I was probably allowing the caricature I wanted um, to play the part rather than the actual getting, thinking, right, what would he say most likely, what would be the most realistic? I kind of in my head could see the line of where it would be completely unbelievable and the safe line, and I wanted it to be in the middle of those two, I guess. That seemed to be the best way forward. It was just to capitalise on what response I could get. You know, if I could only get two replies or one reply, um, I wanted to try and make it count more. So I guess I did play a slightly more risky game by starting off a bit further in the, into the field than um, what I'd done on the, like the very first one, say. So, yeah, um, I don't think he would say soiree, though. It sounds like your strategy is just to get them to reply. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm never after sensitive information. The one time when I kind of did, I I didn't realize I was doing it. That was with uh, Diane Abbott, the kind of shadow home secretary uh, in our country. Uh, She mentioned that she had uh, diabetes, and she'd never publicly mentioned that before now. Why do you do this? Um, yeah, good question. Um, I honestly don't know. Um, I guess part of it, I mean, you know, I've, I've got my own, own internal battles like anyone. Um, and maybe some of it's just frustration that quite a lot of people have in the modern age and it just seeping out in this way. So there's definitely an element of frustration inside me, which is kind of, push me a little bit towards something that I find gratifying and that I'm arguably quite good at. Mm-hmm. And my granddad, you know, he used to love a prank when he was alive. God bless him. Oh, yeah. I haven't really realized, realized it till recently, but yeah, I definitely inherited that from him. Um, what did he do? Um, he'd do things like throw fireworks under people's cars and scare them off. Um, oh, <laughs> Yeah. It sounded more funny than that when he'd related back to me before now. Um, yeah, I don't think it was dangerous at the time. It was just horseplay. I, I noticed that you, it seems like you really care for animals. And yeah, definitely. that was part of the motivation for targeting Eric Trump. And you got him by sending him a link to a hunting rifle that looked like it came from his brother, Don Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just got this reply of him saying, is that you? I was a bit taken aback by it. I was like, is he, is he trying to like double it back on me and go weird? Mm-hmm. I just thought, right, well, I was just going to reply back saying yes. And the only reason he fell off the line, I think, was because I pushed it a bit too far. I said, what's the plan? Question mark. And then don't worry about it after that. Now, I was the older brother. I should have been the one with the plan. So that was misjudgment mm. on my part. Um mm-hmm. Well, I recognized that afterwards, and that was like fair play. Although people say I didn't get it, in my eyes, I did. So I'm still counting that one. Do, do you think you're getting better? You're honing your skill? I, I can't say that I'm not. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm getting more relaxed about it as well. It's not the be all and end all that I get a reply because I know maybe the next one that I try. Um, I guess that's the kind of gambling nature. You know, if you've had 
15 reds in a row on roulette, you're pretty convinced the black's going to come off after that. Have you had anyone reach out to you from, like, the White House side? No, not much ever. I mean, if they contacted me and said, who are you, I'd tell them instantly. I've got nothing to hide. Um, it just seems pretty logical. They wouldn't want me to be in a courtroom somewhere saying how ridiculously easy it was to find all their um, contact addresses. And uh, I invited them to a party. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and keep it as good-natured as it can be anyway. Um, and I'm not out to completely ruin someone. Although people would say I had a bit of a go at Scaramucci, but, you know, he felt like he needed it at the time. So um, going forward, I'm even going to try and use made-up characters, which I've been testing out, rather than being actual people, trying to make it a little bit more um, legal. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll see. There's, there's lots of options, and you know, this is early days. That's it for the dispatch. We do this show four days a week, and this week is just getting started. So make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, By the way, if you like our show, we'd really love it if you left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out. Thanks for listening. I'm John Lago Marcino. Back tomorrow with more stories.